0: I think that's what's oh. gonna happen in Maybe this. Maybe the blue Actually, is the like, like, Iron but Kang is black.
1: I don't know. It's time travel. What? mean?
2: Things change. <laughs> 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 Wow. <laughs>
1: All right, hello, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of another relaunch. We yeah, your host, I am Cora of the Burning Heart.
3: Oh, okay, and I am Simon Williams, A.K.A. Wonder Man. When welcome that's, to another relaunch.
1: That's very expected for you this week, in particular. We'll get into that. Absolutely. How are you?
3: <laughs> I am great. You know, it's it's been a wild week, and I know I use that uh, word a lot. Uh, But like, it's been wild. Like, (laughs) no, I agree
1: with that. I think there's been something. I I actually, I actually tweeted this. I actually think it was the beginning of Scorpio season. They somehow like opened the gates of hell, and there's just like a very evil energy that is coursing through the earth right now because things have been very weird and very bad, and I don't like it. And I blame.
3: It's been so wild. Like I've like work was crazy all week and then outside of that like celebrity gossip is disappointing to pay attention to because everybody don't act like they are being no one's sees. <laughs> the
1: switch please turn them on like <laughs> please come on, like it. Something Something on. Gotta change it's it's bad out here for us you the people so, you like grew up on loving and it's like oh you're not a good person actually. <laughs> no. No, not at all.
3: <laughs> and it's good. It's tainting their products. And I don't want that. So it's been a wild week. How about mm-hmm. how about you?
1: Um, it has also been a wild week, but you know, we are pushing through. It has been unseasonably warm. And um we are in November and I think it was like eighty degrees yesterday here in oh. DC. Yeah. How are they ever here? Yeah. So Everyone's been out in their shorts and t-shirts, so I don't know. That's Earth.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It is, and Mother Earth is crying out.
1: Okay, like, please, recycle, I guess. (laughs) Help help me.
3: (laughs) All right, well, let's go ahead and get started and get into the updates of the week. Um, First up, we're going to be talking about some Blade plot rumors. Now, again, these are just rumors, y'all, but I wanted to share this and see what y'all thought. So, we know that, like, the most recent director kind of left, and now they're, like, are still, like, looking for one. So, allegedly, it was because, like, Mahershala and the director, like, didn't see eye to eye, Um, and I think we had already reported before that the Script was, like, only 90 pages long. Um, So Mm -hmm. I recently found out that, like, allegedly the script was only 90 pages long. There were only, like, two fight scenes, and they weren't good. And Mahershala didn't like that. And Mm -hmm. the movie was going to be about, like, Blades' time as a vampire for, like, 100 years, like, to Mm -hmm. the present. We were going to, like, time jump. And see him, like, all throughout time.
0: Oh, that does sound present. good.
3: As he eventually, like, um, gets a daughter and was going to pass over the, like, the Blade Kyla stuff to her. her.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting to hear something like this and think about my excitement for Blade's daughter, because we all know, if you've been listening to this show long enough, that we've discussed Fallon Gray, who was announced years yes. ago to get Um, Pushed as Blade's daughter She had this really cool design The book was written There was like a really big fan backlash to it um, A lot of people wanted the book to be written By like a black woman Because this was a story like a black girl And as a result the writer Tim Seeley at the time was like You know what? You're right And so he dropped off um, And then the book just kind of went into limbo And recently they have introduced Brielle The new Mm. daughter And the design's changed a bit And I don't really see it for her. (laughs) And so... (laughs) Damn. (laughs) And now to hear about this movie that's coming out that was getting the story about, like, talking about Blade's daughter, and it's just like, oh, I don't think I want that anymore. I think we just need... Mm -hmm. Because, again, I've even talked about it here. I've been doing... I do a lot of back-reading for Blade, and I say a lot of those stories in the day weren't good. And so I Mm. think we're now at a point where he is getting decent to really good stories written about him. And I think kind of introducing a daughter is like, okay, he hasn't really even had enough time to stand on his own. And now we got to add this Mm. up. Because everything else was so like rough and far in between.
3: Giving him the daughter does feel very... Like the MCUification of Blade, because it yeah. feels like, oh, we're gonna give him this daughter because she's obviously gonna be set up to be his replacement in the sequel. You know, <laughs> kind of like they do with a lot of this stuff with, um, like Yelena and um, yeah. Kate Bishop and stuff like that, where they kind of bring in the sidekick or whatever to replace them. So, um, that would be kind of crazy to really just jump right into that, considering, like you've said, he hasn't really had too many good solo. Like runs, um. I wonder if they're ever able to like really get it going for solo Blade. I mean, this was originally this movie was originally announced in 2019. Yeah. So like.
1: And now we're not getting into what 2024.
3: Right. And now, now if they end up keeping with this same kind of plot, he's
1: going to be given a daughter. So. Yeah, because and like, let's be real. Because even when you think about Mahershala, a he's getting older. And I'm yes. pretty sure that he's had to turn down other offers for other jobs because he's waiting on this. And it's going to get to a point with him, he's not going to keep turning down that work. Yeah. That's checks. waiting on the table, so. I don't know. It's disappointing. The way it's been handled has been annoying, especially when you look at some of these other projects that have come out, which I think, you know, in the first half of the MCU, Phase Four that were in was a little rough, so I didn't mind waiting. I think found it's, um, it's footing again things to be getting a little bit better,
2: oh,
1: but let's hope that we can stay that course. So by the time we do get it, it is good.
3: Yeah, maybe, um, maybe Mahershala want to dip into the director's seat for this one, you know, and That'd maybe have sweet. some. And maybe he can, like, recast Blade.
1: Like, he'd be like, you know what? I'd rather be behind the scenes and we can get somebody else to do it. I can see that. It would just make me interested to see what route they take Blade as. If they do, like, a younger him or if they kind of keep him, like, an older, experienced person.
3: Hmm. We'll see. I'm sure he's got some cameos coming up soon, so we will see. They've been building up that supernatural stuff, so... He's coming. That we, he should have uh, been like, I don't know, mentioned in that werewolf by night. Now that I think about it, but
1: I thought he was gonna show up in that too. Maybe it's like a little like second after credit scene, just yeah. walk up or something like that. Again, him and man thing got a relationship, so hopefully they put some of that in there.
3: Yeah, we'll be on the watch out for Blade. All right, our next bit of news: there have been announced three EA. Marvel games are going to be coming and they're going to be starting with Iron Man. Now, I was a little bit in shock by this. I didn't think that they were going to be, that Marvel games would end up partnering with EA. Um,
1: Yeah, that was unexpected.
3: Yeah, so how are we feeling about this? Are you excited?
1: Do you think they're going to be,
3: allegedly they've, they've said that these are going to be uh, three new action adventure games, and each character, each uh, game will have its own story, and like they'll all be kind of connected together.
1: Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, EA, and, and then on the second hand, the first, the fact that the first game was announced as an Iron Man game, it already kind of mm-hmm. like depletes my excitement a little bit. I won't lie to you. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm getting the 2008 adventures all over again, or oh, whenever that means.
3: That's what I thought too.
1: <laughs> it's just like, you want to get a high, <laughs> We're about to get an Iron Man game, a Captain America game, and a Thor game, Or the a Black Widow. I don't know. They should give her one, but I don't know if they would. But, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like, it's also been something that I've just been thinking about a lot in terms of the MCU, the DCEU, and synergy. And I think sometimes we talk about how synergy, when it's good, it's good. It does some really great things for characters that you like, especially in the comic books. But it also truly is dictating so much of what we're consuming now in our media, in terms of TV, in terms of games, in terms of even comic books. And I think about characters that a lot of people like in the books that we read. And you think about, oh, where's this character? Why haven't we seen them in a long time? And I feel like for some of them, it's just because... They're waiting until they get their MCU or their DCEU push. And then, uh, again, after they get it and that moment's over, do we go however many years without seeing them ever again? Are we still kind of basing everything on this, like, building up from the original Avengers so, like, 10 years down the line we get another Iron Man game? I don't like Iron Man. What going to do? <laughs> mm. It also feels a little late. Like,
3: I get it. You know, he, Iron Man is a very popular character, especially taken off from the MCU, but, like, now he's gone from the MCU, and, like, this, the focus is going to shift. So, like, this is giving, you know, how they made the Avengers game, which was very obviously based off of the MCU roster, but, like, by the time the game came out, we had already moved past these characters, and there were so many more that were introduced at that point. So, um, I mean, I'm excited. For, I'm always going to be excited for more superhero stuff, Um, but... I don't know. I really hope that we aren't like pulling from the same stuff that we've really been getting from you know 2012 since that Avengers roster.
1: I guess again, it really just depends on if they really want to shake the table. If you're about to give me an Iron Man game and then I don't know, you sneak in there a X Men. No, I don't think they would do that just yet. I I guess like a Doctor Strange game would be something new and that feels different and like you could experience that but if you're just going to give me iron man captain america again and thor and yes maybe they haven't had their own like solo games in a very long time but they have been at the forefront of all the other games and like media that you have put out for so long and it's like at one point okay when do you just kind of stop going in this same circular mode? and i get it it's like a thing of like the trinity well not really because only batman gets games but, <laughs> you know, and it, it it makes a big deal when a Wonder Woman game does get announced because it's like, oh, wow, this has never happened before. Like, let's keep that going. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think sometimes they have to take chances. But I mean, nothing wrong with, I guess, going with a safe bet with the first one. You know what I mean? Like I said, Iron Man, is a, he is a popular character and it's Iron Man. His mechanics are pretty easy to put into a game compared to some of the other people who have, all different kinds of powers and stuff like that. He's got different suits.
1: I guess. Shout out to the Iron Man fans. You won.
3: All right. Um, next up is some very special news to me, and that is the casting of Wonder Man in the upcoming Marvel series for Disney Plus for Simon Williams will be Yaha Abdul Mateen II. Now,
1: Iconic. That's a win. I mean, congratulations! <laughs> wow! That's a win. That's a great win <laughs> wow!
3: I if everybody's out there that have been listening, whenever we I bring up Wonder Man, because I know like it's just me. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I bring up Iron Man, and I'm asked like, you know, who would I want to play him, I always said, yeah. So like, what? This is so cool! Yeah. Like, I normally don't even fan cast uh, people, but I guess like uh we have had some people ask us to do a fan cast special thing so we may have to do something like that a little later maybe one of our talks oh. or something we uh fan cast some of our favorite characters but typically i don't but like i really just i don't know whenever that i thought of wonder man,
0: asking
3: for. i remember that. yeah yeah it like whenever i thought of wonder man and like currently who could play him i just instantly think of him he's tall he's handsome he's super charismatic and yeah. I could see him with the powers and the glasses and being a part of the team and like being a he's superhero. Got,
1: he's got the body for it.
3: That he does. Looks
1: like a superhero, and you know,
3: he can also like, give like the whole actor thing in California. He gives in
1: L.A. When you think about Wonder Man, it, like no matter which way you take him, like if you want to go like the actor route, the guy who like everybody loves and he does like this thing, he's in these movies. Yeah, who else you gonna get? That's literally him. literally (laughs) but I also think about just like Wonder Man is the type of character where the stories are few and far in between so you really need that star power to help sell him and I think what bigger star power again do you have than Mr. Absorb the team
3: like hello he's
1: he's
3: got it he's got got it. it He's gonna look great in that safari jacket. He's gonna look great with the sleeveless costume. I think that I'm not gonna lie. I just really did win with this one. And you know, mm. I've said it plenty of times on this show that like my top three favorite characters are Polaris, Sue Stormin, Simon, mm-hmm. and I don't know, y'all. I think I think I think Simon is now claiming his number one spot. He's 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 definitely tipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sue's mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: crown. So, I, I do truly see, like it. I can see that. I think it'll be interesting. So obviously, you know, we talk, uh, we read comic books. And it will be interesting yes. to see how we were just talking about synergy, how that synergy affects Wonder Man the comic books, how often, I mean, not how often, but how quickly we get something, and then who's going to be writing it for him. Because it's it's just going to be like, you know, who is, is anyone really pitching a Wonder Man story right now? And so it's, Nobody like, you're would be... not, <laughs> it's like, and if you're not, is this what's going to get you to pitch it? And then it's like, or it's like, or is Marvel just going to reach out to somebody and be like, hey, write this Wonder Man book and let's go from there.
3: Probably the latter. I do think that they're going to be like, we need a Wonder Man book out. The synergy again. Like, remember mm-hmm. when um, Falcon and Winter Soldier came out? They definitely had a Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier miniseries out just to, you know, synergize with it. When Hawkeye was coming out, Kate Bishop had a five issue miniseries coming. Um, you know, they that always are going to do stuff like that.
1: <laughs> it's it's <laughs> truly insane that
3: everything is dependent on that. <laughs> like, if you appear in the MCU, you got a book coming.
1: Like, that's crazy.
3: It's kind of the only thing that keeps you there. That's the only thing that I've been waiting for. For Wonder Man was like, oh, I know that like when he finally appears in the MCU, then he'll at can. least finally start get some content. Yeah, because the last thing he was in, I think, was he was in Empire. He was oh, like a series. Yeah, he was in like as many um, series, like the tie-in series with some Avengers in that. Okay. But that, was, but that was, that was, the last thing he was like major a part of. and That was years ago now.
1: So. Yeah. You know, I ain't reading Empire. I wasn't for me. That's, that's fair. I got bamboozled. I thought I was going to really enjoy it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it didn't give what I wanted it to give. <laughs> um, but I am super, super excited to see, like, Yaya do.
1: What are you day. kind of and
0: hoping I just, that for well, the synergy happen. is what I'm telling you right
3: now? I, I want the synergy. the synergy. Go ahead and go ahead and, give,
2: okay. go ahead and
3: give go ahead and give Simon Williams the MCU synergy shot <laughs> and okay. make them black in the comics too. That's what I need. I don't. I think it'll be interesting to see if they actually go that route because similarly to uh, like Namor, I guess you can kind of say, um, they are now like getting into like bigger characters that they're starting to like race change and like change some features of characters in the MCU versus uh, how they are in the comics. And some of them have been like brought over, um, you know, like Valkyrie, they tried to like bring in a new with her, Um, Makari, you know, yeah. They didn't even explain that. She just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> she just popped they said, up. And they said we know y'all don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and they just kept it moving from there. They were like, "This is what we're going with." And but I think even those instances, or even like um, Heimdall, like they randomly yeah. changed him a few times. But even though I've seen, I've definitely seen more recent things where he was back to being white and not yeah. looking like, just Elba. But like I don't know if it's an artist's choice and if they get to choose that, if it's a part of the story or
1: um You think they do that for Wonder Man though? Is that something they could do with him? Like I think about a character obviously Macari, nobody was thinking about her the Valkyries they added, and I didn't even think about Hoffman, he is a character who's built in like with the go that you can kill him and resurrect him as a black guy. Mm-hmm. Um is that something you could see them doing with Wonderman feasibly in the story, or would it have to be a Macari situation where it just happened?
3: Honestly, I think it would just have to be a Macari situation where it just happens. Um, because he he may have had very few and far in between things as far as like comics go, especially recently. But like there are hundreds of comics in the 90s, and I mean he debuted in Avengers number nine. Um mm-hmm. And then, like, there's a bunch of Avengers books that he was in, the West Coast Avengers stuff, and he's always looked as, like that, like what he normally does. So I think it'll be a lot harder It's kind of, like, yeah, kind of do that change. But I'm sure they could find a way um, okay. to do it. I personally would want them to do it. Um, but again, like I said, they are kind of getting to the point now where some changes in the MCU, people are going to be looking to see in the comics. So, like, Namor, he... Doesn't look anything like his, um, like that in the comics. Yeah. He should, in my opinion. I yeah. think it would give the, I would give like him and Atlantis just like a cooler look. Um, but again, can they do that for him? Like, will he just have to pop up, or would they? Could they change the story?
1: Who, uh, Namor? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think in Namor you can get a little bit more leeway because Atlantis is. I mean, well, it's all fictional, but Atlantis is like fiction within fiction.
3: Mm. You don't think so, that would be a a big departure for him to?
1: I mean, look you like this
3: now and then to go to like Tanakh.
1: You could be asking the wrong person too when it comes to Namor and like whatever goes on in his world. I'm like, eh, I'm not really there. That's
3: fair. We'll be talk. We'll be talking about him later. So, um, <laughs> stay tuned for that. <laughs> but as far as my feelings on Wonder Man, go ahead and give him the MCU synergy shot. I love this news. I'm super excited for it. Um, I think they re- recently showed that um, they just added to the cast, actually. Uh, he was the guy who played in Better Call Saul. Oh,
1: I know who he was talking
3: about. Is, I don't uh, know his name. Bob, I... Bob Oden- Odenkirk. Yeah. Allegedly, he's oh. being like being eyed to play someone in Wonder Man. I think think he is if he is being looked at i think he's gonna play simon's agent and um for i can see that i know this simon um when he was out in la trying to be a actor he doesn't have a a secret identity like that people know simon williams is wonder man so when he was out there like trying to act he would like just tell people like when i'm not in my suit i'm being simon so like (laughs) separate the two i'm trying to act or like be an actor And, um, but people would know Wonder Man and like, he was kind of famous for being a superhero. Okay. His agent would like cause, like intentionally cause mayhem so that he would look Uh, good. Like he would like call up villains to be like, oh, Wonder Man is going to be down here. So like go fight him so that we can get on the news and see him winning and like get more, more more stuff. Good.
0: Um, Good PR. He would like
3: book him. (laughs) Weeze <laughs> for stuff that like he did not want to do um he even at one point tried to like he forced a sidekick on him because he saw the ratings that people liked heroes <laughs> with sidekicks so i think they could do some really fun stuff with this actor if he ends up actually becoming
1: i have uh, convinced Simon's myself that dazzler is going to appear in this so i'm excited for
3: oh she might yeah
1: you know, they've been putting mutants in every now and again. She is a pop star. She's a famous girl. She's been in a movie. She's got an agent. I feel like they could cross paths at some point. And I always think about the House of M series, where um, mm-hmm. she had, like, her own talk show. And the scene where they oh, were yeah. showing, her guest was signing there
3: hmm
1: I was like, oh, that could be Actually, cute.
3: Actually, now that I think about it, I would not be surprised if they started dropping Dazzler, you know, paraphernalia yeah. and stuff.
1: That would be hot. It'll be real hot. Yeah.
3: And I also hope to see Vision. Brothers. Who do we need him for? He got his own brothers. Thing. Vision Quest.
1: And he'll show
0: up in this? They're
3: not related.
0: Crossover. Not in this.
3: His brother is his brother's
1: name is Eric.
3: We don't need sight vision.
1: I don't think vision has an alias name they could be they could
3: be decent co-workers at best they don't need to be brothers
1: i don't know why you hate vision so much i just oh because i don't hate vision i just (laughs) yes (laughs) i don't know what to tell you you're just gonna
0: have
3: to deal with it okay either of them don't need either of them wanda always just end up she never even like liked him I don't know, take that she, long. She didn't. <laughs> he just kept on like trying.
1: But you know, the Wendy fans have been yeah. already she posting said, some little photo okay. manipulations of Elizabeth Olsen and Yaya together. So it's kind I'm sure. I'm sure they
3: are like forcing her into this. But that's he's <laughs> she's going to be in the Vision Quest thing over there. His brainwaves have nothing to do with Vision.
0: So. Wanda is like really and- like. Is oh, that what y'all okay. want? Y'all wants to take the brainwaves <laughs> of black man? I mean,
1: and give they, it to are, the man? they already call him Vichon. <laughs> <crazy. laughs>
3: I don't like it. No, I don't like it. So we, we won't be doing any of that. So they can keep that over there. Um, all right, the next bit of news, speaking of Wanda um, and, like, magic She's and vision and everything.
1: Conversation.
3: Uh, Joe Locke has been cast in the Wandavision spinoff, Agent. I'm sorry, Agatha of. Oh, this is bad. <laughs> Wandavision <laughs> spinoff, Agatha Coven of Chaos. I don't know why that was bad. <laughs> yes, the show is called Agatha Coven of Chaos. Um, and Joe Locke has been cast. He is from Heartstopper. I, know I never watched
1: that I show. Know that is.
3: I don't know, but the streets are saying he look like
1: uh, Wiccan. He don't. <laughs> Why he don't? He do. He's, he don't. Yeah, I thought so. He doesn't. He like. look like Wiccan. He looks like Agatha's son, Nicholas Scratch. That's who he looks like.
3: Now, who the hell is that?
1: Wiccan is played by Julian Hillard.
3: Mm. So. I don't know if he's old enough to do Wiccan. I think...
1: Exactly. That's why but isn't, waited.
3: isn't, isn't he, isn't, isn't he the, the made up kid, right? Not Wiccan.
1: They look the same.
3: Right? Isn't like, isn't, didn't want to make up some kids. They were, they were part of the reality. They got wished away.
1: with the kids still exist. Where? Everywhere in the multiverse. Did you not see that Dr. Strange movie? <laughs> <laughs> you about yes, it? they do. Yes, they do This little boy Whoever he is Is somebody related to Agatha I'm sure I don't know That ain't no Billy Kaplan I know That's all I'm gonna say I
3: don't know I guess we'll we'll be staying tuned and seeing Who he will actually be It hasn't been said yet But um, they did, however, add um, Aubrey Plaza to the cast And they did say she will be playing a villain
1: I did hear that. So this is a safe space, yeah. I'm gonna be real yeah. with you. I don't really see if all replies are like that. I know a lot of people love her. Mm. I'm just kind of like you on her. And so, like everything that seems to be going on with this show right now is just kind of like I don't know. I don't think we need it's it. It's
3: magic. It's ooh, you know, spells. <laughs> I don't know know what that was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was magic. <laughs> that is not anything I've ever heard. Of. But Agatha, I don't know. This is this is another one of those things of like synergy and like getting an actor who is bigger than the character because people just like mm. Catherine Hahn.
3: They do. They love Catherine Hahn. She was great as Agatha. She was
1: amazing. And it's like, and now, and even so, you think about something like Midnight Suns where Agatha Harkness is here and you're seeing like a younger time to space version of her and all this other Like, I do not like Agatha Harkness. Wow, MCU synergy is wild. <laughs> That's really wild. They went back in time to show y'all that she looked like Catherine. <laughs> wow, put her on like, the cover. This is what I'm talking about. Like, be serious. But. Whatever. Wow. That boy's not wicked, so that's all I know. That's Nicholas oh, who do you
3: Stratch. think Ari Plaza is going to be?
1: Um
0: I don't know. I have
3: a My guess <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a way better guess than mine.
2: <laughs> I just played, thought she um, might be
3: um Morgan Le Fay. Oh, I could see that too. She um I also only know like maybe three magic characters, so that's the only one I got.
1: They might pull. They might pull, you know, from the other universe because she was Shadow King in the Legion show.
3: Oh, is that magic stuff though?
1: Wouldn't they want to? I mean, it's like the mind telepathy. I'm pretty sure you could do like some darkness with it.
3: (laughs) Wanda, imagine Wanda fighting Shadow King.
1: Wanda uses telepathy wow. and telekinesis
0: a lot, so. <laughs> yeah. that's so nasty for that.
1: Wow.
3: Um, I don't know. My guess is still that she might be a bad witch, so I just thought Morgan Lefay, And I do, Morgan they haven't said it yet, but I do think that, like, uh, Elizabeth Olsen's going to appear. I can see that, too. Morgan Earlier, the there were rumors that the plot for think... this show was going to be a, um, it was like a mix of some of Wanda's solo stuff and Young Avengers' uh, uh, Children's Crusade. Oh,
1: that was a horrible story. Do not want. Alleg- yeah, that-
3: Allegedly, this show was going to be like a kind of a reverse of that. Not a reverse, actually, because in that series, they were. By they, I mean Wiccan and the Young Avengers. They were looking for Wanda, right? Yeah. And yeah, I life. think that's. I think that's what's oh. gonna happen in. Maybe this. the, blue like the like
0: Iron Lad. Like but Kang is black.
1: I don't know. It's time travel. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs>
0: Things
3: change. (laughs) Wow. You know what? On that note, let's go ahead and take a break. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come right back.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back for the comic section of the show And we had a nice, so before we even get into that My pool list is deteriorating before my eyes So what I need people to do is send me your pool list What you're reading, what you think I should be reading What you think I need to check out Marvel, DC, Image, Boom, Dark Horse, The Crow, Valiant all of it, any of it, let me know. I got my little email from Comicsology talking about your subscription. So the next week, there was only one book on there. Whoa. And I was like, yeah. And even like this week, this was kind of like a small, it was a little bit more manageable for me, which is like a good thing. I like manageable weeks. Um, but it's mm-hmm. just like, I would rather have consistent, manageable weeks than like one big week with everything and then nothing for the rest of the month. You know what I'm saying? Which is like, seems yeah. to be because my full list is going to small. And I just need some new things to read. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and get into the books of this week. Um, we'll do some mentions. First, we had She-Hope number seven. That continues to be, like, a really great slice of life. book. it's also starting to finally pull back on some of the plot that we got in the beginning about, like, Jack of Hearts and who kidnapped him and his powers and what's going on with that and Jen. Um, She is representing Dr. Doom in this issue, which is, like, really fun to get some interactions with them in there. Pick it up. It's great. If you love the show, I recommend it. Bloodstained Teeth number 6 comes out, and that continues to be, like, a really great vampire romp in the world. Christian Ward does some of the art and story. It's fantastic. And sort of Azrael number four also continues um, this I don't know. It's something about Azrael. It's like pulling me in. Again, I love the Holy Warrior as um, it's, like, it's like hitting for me. I kind of see what the people are. I don't really like the costume that much. It's still giving me Rachel Gray a little bit, but mm. I'm here for everything else. Um, and then we'll hit our main book. And first up on the list is X-Men Red number 9 from Al Ewing, and we had guest artist Matarek Musavekov. And it's Al an I like I'm the art. Owl. I really like the it's, art. Yeah, it was, like, good. It reminded me a little bit of, like, Juan Ball, because that's what I actually thought it was at first, before I, like, went back and double-checked the name. Um, really cool stuff there. Like, I hope to see more of this person doing more work. Yeah, right for now. sure. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, story-wise, it is an Al Ewing comic, so I don't know. If you want me to really talk about it, because you
3: know what I would say, <laughs> I think that I think it was great. You know, I thought that it was um, all. Ewing comics, like the writing, is fantastic. Um, yeah. I still just I'm not that interested in Iraqo or like the Iraqi mutants.
0: Yeah, you really don't see. It I them wish this was reason.
3: more. <laughs> I think it's because it just gives. It, for some reason, they just always feel like a gimmick. You know. Mm.
1: Um, um, I can see what you're saying. I do like them though, like Cora and Zen in this issue. Like, I really enjoyed them. I like their designs. I kind of like the dynamic that we saw voting for them. And then when I think about them, and, like the dad, um, the Fisher King. Like, I think that's like. I, but I also like families in the mutant universe, like Radix, Houseman, not the Summers, but like stuff like that.
3: You like dynasties, like families and stuff.
1: Yeah. So seeing them did it for me. And I really did like this whole little makeshift team that they had. Cable, Manifold, the uh, Two Dolls, and Zen and Korra, and Thunderbird, who I'm still kind of like iffy on as a character. But overall, he fits the brand and aesthetic of what I like. So he gets the This
3: is true. That whole squad is very, you. It's very on brand for you. I liked um,
1: Manifold. Cool. He's done. Yeah very cool i, I did a lot like
3: of all of the, like space cosmic stuff i do have to say that like i like the shiar so i do like when they pop up um and i like all the galactic I- people talking about their conflicts and stuff i had a great time with that stuff that moment
1: i don't know if i necessarily like the shiar mm-hmm. no, i guess i I like them <laughs> I, like I love the imperial
3: guard so
1: i like when they're there and it doesn't deal with the phoenix
3: Oh yeah, when they're I like them yeah. as a species, like when they're like doing their own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. you
1: know, and I, I I like the
3: like and the Sprawls, I like the Shi'ar.
1: I like Deathbird. Shout out to Bishop should have been in this issue actually, so we could have got some tension between him and Deathbird. That would be cute and hot. They would have she I
3: really loves wish she was taking over cable spot in this book.
1: You know, I will not disagree with you there. I am always of the mind that any space that Cyclops or Cable occupies. Could easily be used for Bishop. But he also has his War College book coming up soon. So I'm going to take what I got mm. and be happy with the lane that he is providing for himself now.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I thought the issue was great. If they like, um, are Did
1: like basically Vulcan going around. Stuff? You like Vulcan?
3: I do like Vulcan. I mean, it was cool at the end of him popping up, you know. <laughs> Being like, hey, I'm gonna be the king of Shiar again, um, of the Shiar again, and even everyone kind of looking for Brand, they found this, um, like recording. I guess they had of her, of her that she had seen the people who brought Vulcan back to life, and um, I thought we, I really really liked the data page showing all of Brand's like machinations and how she pretty much set all this stuff up. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Stuff. Yeah, again, I like I liked this issue a lot. I just the
1: Arako stuff was the one I didn't like.
3: They weren't even really that present in this. So like,
1: just the mention of them just set you ablaze.
3: <laughs> no, just like, just like, do more of this, I guess. <laughs> Let's do more of this.
1: Uh, he we don't really need
0: to be okay. done.
3: Right.
1: They just don't need to That's be a part so- of things that you're reading.
3: Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's do so these books. What's next? That is fine. What would you rate this issue?
3: Um, I would give this issue a four out of five, maybe even a Agreed. 4.5 out of five. I really had a great time. Like I said, I really like the Shiar, I really love all of the um, the Shiar versus the Cree and Scrolls. It looks like they're going to be going up into another war again. You know, I'm always rooting for operation galactic storm part two um and that was the kree versus cr so that would be really cool to see um the art was really great like i really really like the art Um, yeah (laughs) it was really great it's like oh this needs to he needs to be a a mainstay over in the x office
1: like um, everybody looked good the action was hitting the little part uh where Manifold was teleporting the team into the stuff and they dogger devil orvis and like wizkid like and I you know I'm a big fan of like smaller teams too so like this little six person group of them and like doing their little side quests I'm into that like give me a book about just this the brotherhood <laughs>
3: I don't know. I don't need all of that for me. But I will um continue seeing this because I need to see the downfall of brand.
1: There's right? only
3: room for one green-haired girl.
1: Mm, and it's gonna be brand. But moving on, the next book on our list is Secret Invasion Number no. One. And that's from Ryan North and Francesca Francesco, mm-hmm. Francesco Mobili. And um Jody Valera was doing colors, and shout out to her. You know, I really like her. Um mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot about what happened in the original Secret Invasion, and I'm sure this is, as we were just talking about synergy, this is just something else that's going to tie into the upcoming Secret Invasion show, but yes, I love this. This kind of, like, hit all my sweet spots and all the things that I really like and had a bunch of characters in it that I really enjoyed, so basically it starts out, Nick Fury goes to meet some family, and they're like, my husband is dead. We woke up this morning, he's dead in the bed, and they're like, smiling, and they're happy, and he's like, Why aren't you more sad? She tells him, because that's a scroll, And she starts saying, like, my husband's been acting different lately. He's been weird with the kids. It's not him. He's a scroll. Da-da-da. You need to find him for us, please. And so, while this is going on, we also see Nick Fury showing up at a CIA headquarters. He's meeting with Maria Hill. And while he's talking to Maria about this family who came up to him... They're
3: not doing S.H.I.E.L.D. no more?
1: Well, she got... She got Lego. Let's
0: Let's just keep it. Let's just keep
1: walking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so as that's going on, we see him talking to Maria, and he's telling her the story about this family. And so he's telling her, like, obviously, he told the woman, you know, your husband's not a scroll because they... Well, he didn't tell her that the husband's a scroll, not a scroll because they took the return back to their form when they die. And he's telling her about how he said all the stuff to make her feel better and how they ate lunch together and he had a good time with the kids. While he's telling her this, we actually see what's happening, and we see Nick Fury in the place with this family... Who he realizes are actually the scrolls because he picks up a picture of them and they're wearing the exact same outfits in the picture that they have in front of him. And so once it kind of clicks on him, like, oh, these are the scrolls, they go to attack him, they knock him down, knock him out, and they take some of his sample. Maria Hill, being the super spy that she is, realizes while she's talking to this fury, she says something that he doesn't catch up on. And she knows, like, automatically, you're a scroll. So she calls in all her people, they lock him up, she puts out a call to all of her other, like, secret intelligence friend, agent friends. And so we see this montage of, like, people at FBI headquarters, at SHIELD headquarters, at, like, other countries' headquarters. Everyone's kidnapping or everyone's uh, grabbing Nick Fury because the scrolls have taken him, and they were trying to infiltrate all the secret organizations. Maria calls the Avengers, who are in the middle of a training session. Iron Man has built them their very own danger room. And she tells them, oh, okay. you know, we locked up Nick Fury, the scrolls are back, they're trying to take over, we got this one, and so they're like, do you think somebody's been infiltrated in our team? And she's like, no, not yet, because of the way he was talking, it makes it seem like they were just starting to do this, so we think we nipped it in the bud, but I'm gonna look into it, I'll keep you posted. The Avengers in their training session, we see from our POV, one of the Avengers going into a unisex restroom. And then when they look in the mirror, it's a scroll. Ooh. So they have infiltrated the Avengers already. They've infiltrated some other teams, and that's the end of the issue. Um, I thought it was really good. The action was hitting. I think Ryan North had a really good um, voice for both Maria Hill and Nick Fury and the scroll version. I think he did a good job. Like, again, if he just wouldn't have messed up on that one thing that Maria and Fury had planned, he probably would have got away with it. I wasn't expecting an Avenger to be a scroll again. So like that was cool to see. And I wonder if it'll play into like they've been in a scroll this entire time or if it's something that just happened in the realm of this mini-series. Uh, art was cool. I'd give it like a 3.8 out of five. Solid. I'm definitely okay. it cool. Cool solid. Um and next up on the list. It's Poison Ivy number six, and that is from G Willow Wilson and Marcio Takara does art. We also had a guest artist, Brian Level, who did a couple of pages. And this was kind of the cap of the story that Pamela Isley has been going through. She has been on this trip to release these spores that would basically kill everybody in the world and create an extinction level event. As she's been going through it, she's been meeting all of these people who have kind of been really making her deal with her humanity and how she wants to survive and all this stuff and the people she loves. And she's narrating all of this in this letter that she's writing to Harley, of course. So last issue, she ran into the Floronic man who was like one of her nemesis or nemeside, whatever you might want to call it. And they're fighting and he's forcing her to slit her own throat. As he's doing this, she's like having this hallucination about Batman. And he's like, You need to, you know, ground yourself and figure out how to do it. Da, 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 da. And she's like, I can't do it. Like, he's just going like, I'm this is how I'm about to die. He says something about how he's gonna go and kill Harley once this is done. Oh, it's over. Okay. I don't you know. That's <it's-> He's like, I'm going to go find her. He's like, I'm going to rip her inside out just for fun. And she's like, ooh, not that one. And, like, all of a sudden, (laughs) her her powers grow. (laughs) She's like the Batman who lives rent-free in my head tells me to do this, and I do it. And she beats him down, and she instantly ends up eating him. To like take some of her energy and like her powers, however, because he has like these despores on her, it's like killing her and it's still making her weak. So she like tries to go off. She runs into this little person who offers her something because they think she's a monstrous little black kid. And when they touch, she like senses the green within him. And like all of the energy of the people and the power and just like the connection of the earth and what it means and how they can be better and how she can save the day by doing other things and like planting and like making her time worth it on earth. And then she's healed and she's happy. And she's like, wow, this is great. And she's like, thank you to the kid. The kid's like, you're not a monster. I thought you were a monster. And she's like, no, I am. But this is one that's (laughs) (laughs) bad. And she walks off. We see at the end, Harley is actually like Physically reading the letter She's crying because she's like telling Harley She's like you know I do love you And I can't be with you though Because like you're with those that people And like those aren't my people And they're never going to be the people that I can be around So it's like just know that I'm here And like you don't got to come looking for me But of course Harley's like girl I'm on my way and she gets up and leaves. <laughs> 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 they gonna raffle each other. They gonna raffle each other, and I kind of love it. You know, I've done some Batman reading when I was doing my Ghostmaker stuff, and it had Harley content in there that I was kind of cool with, and then when I think about, like, some of the stuff she was like, Catwoman, um, the Harley-Ivy thing, I don't know, it's really been resonating with me lately. I also think the animated series has helped a lot, because that relationship is really well done. Yeah. Um, But I'm into it, and so, like, this was super cute. Really great stuff from Wilson. Um, We find out that, like, something still might be going on, like, with the Formonic Man and the demon monster thing that was following her with the issue ends there, and because the series did get extended, it is continuing on. But this was a really good first arc. I highly recommend it. I think it really did a really great job of showing Poison Ivy. Her nuances with, like, how she operates and how she's going to continue operating moving forward. She's always been... She even says it. She's like, I always just kind of do this thing where I go after these, like, big companies who are harming the planet in some type of way, and then like, that's it. She's like, I'm doing very small, like, things here and there. I need to, like, think bigger. I need to change the way I act. I need to go about it. And so I'm interested. I'm a big Poison Ivy fan. This is, like, maybe even more so. The art was fantastic. Level was a great fill-in. Sakaar kills it. I'm here. Shout out to this. I don't have Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um... Pick it up, guys. And our final book of the week is Captain Marvel number 43, and that comes from Kelly Thompson and Sergio de Villa. And take it away. I hate, I hate this is also kind of like X-Men adjacent, so the X-Men girl has got their food.
3: I mean, this was practically an X-Men book. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> um, so
1: the ish,
3: this issue opens up. We see Binary in space. She's, like, locked up in some cage, and she's screaming. And so clearly she's going to need help. Um, Then we uh, flash back to Earth. And Carol and um, War Machine are, like, snacking at her place. Um, He wants to go on a hike. He says, you know, like, we're definitely going to go on this hike. Um, But, of course, duty calls. She gets a message, and it is from Rogue. And um, in the message, Rogue is like, you know, I – I don't know if you're going to get this message, but you're the first person I thought of. Like, um, if this is coming after us, it's going to be bad. If not, then I can handle it. And like, then the the message goes out. So uh, Carol decides to go straight to the uh, tree house in the X-Men in New York to go and get some help. So she flew over there. And of course, Spider Woman really wanted to go <laughs> because she had never seen the treehouse before. So she was kind of acting like a fangirl, which I thought was kind of cute um, yeah. and hazmat. They all come and they, uh, Cyclops shows up, walks them into the treehouse, and um, Carol is like, you know, I got this weird, weird message from Rogue. Like, uh, do you guys know anything about it? And Cyclops is like, no. She was, um, she took a jet and she's been gone away, like on her own, doing her own things. Which, again, like, and while they're in the treehouse, Polaris and Wolverine, Laura are there, and that just makes me really feel like. You know, they, I guess they're trying to say once you become an X-Men, like you are an X-Men now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, um, like how
1: Rogue showed up in that one issue.
3: Exactly. Um, which again makes me feel like Lorna could pop right back up again. So, Dugan, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Carol goes around. She's saying hi to people that she hadn't talked to in a while, like Gene and, um, cyclops i'm sorry uh gambit comes in and he's like where is rogue and they're like you know we came here to ask you that And he's like you know we aren't the codependent types which i feel like kelly kind of wrote that in there for the gambit fans who maybe feel like all he does is follow rogue around um and i thought that was (laughs) exactly so i thought that was nice to know so um carol explains like she got this message from her um we're going to have to go out there and help and uh lorna hears this and she says all right cool give me my coat i go to help my girl and okay. uh they all get ready to go she gets um captain marvel gets another message and it's a scream but it's not from rogue it's from she thinks it's from binary so she's Ooh. like you know i got two issues now like there's this rogue thing and binary like we need to go take care of this like if you are if Everybody's in, that's great. But if you guys have any telepaths you can spare, like, um, who, who Gene, like, can you come and help me on this mission? And Gene is like, no, I got stuff I got to do here, but uh, <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, maybe someone else can help you. And Psylocke comes, and Carol's like, oh, hi, like, you and I have never met before, um, but hi. And uh, is uh, like, you know, uh, don't worry about it, like, Gene gave me the. The information telepathically, we can already get ready to go on this mission. So um, they all get ready to go into space. They take one of the Thunderbirds out there, which I think was really fun. Um, Lorna kicking ass uh, out there. They end up, like, trying to they find this space station that they – I'm sorry, not space station. They find this ship, which was rogue ship, and they see it, like, just floating out there. So they want to go on board and see what's up. Uh It turns out there's, like, a brood. But it's, like, yeah. Rogue? I don't know how she got transformed into a brood um, because at one point they were all like on this ship and all of a sudden all of them started feeling weakened and obviously their powers are being absorbed. So, um, you know, Rogue now has that area of effect with her powers. So Mm. somehow she got taken into
1: a brood. Didn't know that because I don't really see Rogue use her powers too much.
3: They don't ever let her do it.
1: (laughs) So, um,
3: I mean, they barely even let her be a flying brick. They just let her fly the plane. But
0: anyway, <laughs> as she was just doing
3: <laughs> Rogue uh, ends up being a brute. So they are going to, I don't know, have the trapper fix that or something. So okay, that's what the issue is. It looks like this is going to be a fun space issue with, you know, uh, Gambit, Wolverine, Polaris, all with Captain Marvel,
1: Psylocke. They're okay. all going to be out there. You know. Carol's got history with the X side I think that's always when she's at her best When she's hanging out with that group So, shout out to her uh, Also, it's so interesting to like See the relationship of her and Rogue Continue to grow And just mm. kind of like I don't ever really think they're going to be like the best of friends But it's like, okay, she in trouble Like, we got history, I'm going to go help her
2: Yeah, I think that's just, probably like, really Where
1: I got this distress call, y'all go save her
3: Yeah, (laughs) leave me out of it. Like, y'all go help that girl. (laughs) But no, like, they do have a connected history, so it's like, you know. And she even mentions in this that back in this beginning of this, and now this is issue 43, back in the first arc, uh, they were all being, they got trapped on Roosevelt Island uh, by the radioactive man, and he used uh, Rogue to get to Captain Marvel. And She thinks that, oh, maybe someone is using Rogue to get me out there it's like it's a trap or something so we'll Uh, see who knows
1: oh i don't like that for rogue i was like don't don't use me for her story thank you
3: yeah i really want to know what's going to happen between i wonder if they're going to use binary or something to fix rogue what do you mean Oh, oh like
1: from the broad form
3: yeah like she has to sacrifice herself or something and that fixes
1: you didn't be really trying to get binary out
3: of the pain. It's just it, it's only because like it doesn't like she just popped up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> a random character that Carol just like generated. So could she do that again the next time she's on a Phoenix planet? No. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I would rate this issue um a a three point five, three point eight. Okay. It was really good. I really like the art. I really like the setup for everything. Um, it's a fun space mission uh, with Rogue and some of my other favorite characters, Pol- Polaris. So this is gonna be great. Fun little action okay. thing. You know, even if you're an X Men fan, you do see the people using their powers and uh, being powerful in the book. Great. So and the arts and the arts great.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm into Check it. it
3: All right, so shifting over into um, the AR Club for the week, we watched episodes uh, two and three, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, and um, this was Hindsight Part Two and Hindsight Part Three. The first episode was like more of Wolverine trying to get the gang back together. Um, They x-men have all been scattered since the first episode after like there was this big explosion um Mm -hmm. xavier's lost gene is gone and Mm -hmm. um beast and wolverine get shadow cat and Iceman to come back to the x-men but uh cyclops colossus and rogue didn't want to come back um rogue ends up like joining the brotherhood which is again this show kind of like touching on her like her brotherhood era yeah um and Which I guess is interesting. Again, I'm just not a fan of that damn hairstyle they gave her. I was about
1: to say that little ponytail just like shaking in the <laughs> <laughs> It is not
3: it. Like I don't, I don't really like that. But um I mean, I I do think they gave her her iconic costume, but I just do not like her hair in this. um And again, she is down to just her, only having her own powers, and but they are not under control. So.
1: I'm oh, also, little, I don't like, think I'm, I don't think I'm a fan of Rogue's Rose Ninety suit anymore, oh, really? I love it. I think I've moved past it. I think I'm just, yeah, I'm good.
3: <laughs> I like it as her like a little superhero uniform. It's I have a few of them that I like. I've also really liked her revolution costume. I thought that was hot for her. Um, but I don't know that jacket costume is hot. Um, but yeah, they have. Uh, Roe going over with the Brotherhood of Mutants, and they are, are all going to go plan to attack Senator Kelly. Uh, Senator Kelly wants to push like this the uh, Mutant Registration Act, and Angel's dad is like on his side. Um, they've been like funding the Mutant Registration stuff, and it makes me really like realize that Angel, like, is his main story has always been to like he represents privilege, like. Yeah. They're like pretty
1: that's kind rich of it. guy. Well, it it was yeah. that until they did like the archangel thing, and then it became like the mm. tortured soul, the demon, mm. which I think he actually works as a villain. The whole um angel apocalypse era during Uncanny X Force that was hot, but it, it like made sense. Like yeah. he's an evil white man.
3: <laughs> yes, I mean we'll be seeing a lot of that later. I think I think Angel is in this as a villain, um, yeah. in later ep- in later episodes. Um so the X-Men end up coming and stopping the Brotherhood from like attacking Senator Kelly and but they all end up like looking like the bad guys and they were all set up by it looks like Rogue. Um Part 3 happens and that lady joins the show, yeah. Emma Frost. So right off the bat, she just shows up at their doorstep <laughs> and was like, "Y'all need a telepath." So <laughs> Here I am.
0: The way you have, like, grown to hate Emma is so hilarious to me.
3: <laughs> it's and truly not know. a grown-to. I've never really liked her. I've always just I only liked like, her outfits. I, was <laughs> like, I feel like i liked, you liked her outfits. I
1: tolerated her. You were like, you know, she was good for, like, a sassy comeback and, like, her outfit. A
3: comeback. But
1: I feel like now you don't even want that. You just don't want to no. see her at all.
3: No. I don't even see, the, like, the value in that. No. She can get out of here. <laughs> just, or just nothing I want or nothing I'm interested in um, but she ends up joining the team they got Iceman trying to look like he's flirting with her looking, trying to look like he's straight and wow. Wolverine is super suspicious about her joining the team because she's like her Massachusetts Academy he knows he was like you know you taught these, those kids over there to be bullies I did think it was a cute moment when she said like I did have my Massachusetts Academy and Kitty Pryde was like oh I never heard of it um considering in the comics i think kitty was introduced like emma was trying to recruit her for the they were the trying to snatch
1: her, put up yeah because you know she so was trying to snatch a girl up like she did with her. that's the only she's that to make them they gotta do okay
3: and i go to do it on their own so she has to force them
1: you know you just said something um, to me about um Awful, I mean, Aquaman, Man, Iceman, and you know how he was trying to flirt with Emma and all that stuff like that. I wonder if now, the next time, few times we'll see Iceman in popular media, if they'll go ahead and let him be gay.
3: I think so. I hope so. I wonder if he's going to be in the X Men '97 show.
1: Mm. You
3: think they'll do? You think they'll do it there?
1: That would be cute. I don't know if I'm he gonna was lie- barely
3: yeah. in the. He was barely in the original. And I think he um, like he was only in like one episode and it was about him, it was about Lorna leaving him to go be with Havoc because she knew he was gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I think that's going to be interesting. The future of Iceman and popular media. I'm kind of excited to see that now.
3: I truly expect him to be gay in live action but I don't think we'll I think we'll see him in something else before his MCU debut and I Mm -hmm. think they probably would start to kind of pivot towards the rainbow <laughs> for him okay. uh, than anything else um so wolverine has emma frost look up you know they're trying to figure out where xavier is she finds out like, he's on genosha they go to genosha and they're like snooping all around genosha and it obviously is a trap because like no one's around <laughs> and magneto ends up like clearing all of them and they try to put up a good fight it does not work Magneto is like, you know, what did y'all come here for? They said they just wanted to know if you had Xavier. He said, all you had to do was ask. And he shows them Xavier is on his island. Like he washed up on his shores. He's like in this catatonic state, basically. and, Mm -hmm. um, And I guess he like telepathically reached out to them and let everybody know, you know, my mind is in the future. Like there's gonna be some crazy enemies coming. Y'all gotta be together. And the X-Men try to get it back together. Cyclops came back. Um, I thought these I thought these episodes were pretty well done. Like, move, baby. They know. I I thought these episodes were pretty well done, but I I will say that like I'm so over like villain magneto that it was so like drawing me back. See and be like, oh yeah, I forgot that like him having a different view like makes him the villain in this stuff. Um, what,
1: and I'm I prefer about, again.
3: the same it just, umbrella.
1: It just really is making me think about like their future and like the MCU and the next few properties that we get. Because like you said, like I don't think if I see another cartoon, I don't want another villain Magneto. No. But it's I want to see I want to see them
3: all like I don't want to see him as the villain. I want to see him have his own faction, sure, his own like you know area. But okay, I, really say, I think
1: I think X Men Evolution did a good job with that, like having him kind of be an antagonist but not the villain,
3: mm-hmm. At least,
1: especially in later seasons.
3: Yeah, they didn't really fight him that much in that show.
1: Cause so they didn't even know who he yeah, was. I don't know.
3: I think I think in certain media we may not get villain Magneto. But I do think in live action He will be. We probably gonna get the we probably gonna get the Brotherhood and the villain. Mm. At
0: least
3: at least initially. Yeah, I
1: can see that. Let me prepare myself. Man. Although I
3: mean Again, though, the people who are now in charge of the MCU and, like, the people who are kind of making these executive decisions and are fans of the actual comics themselves have a lot of nostalgia for, like, 80s comics.
1: Yeah, that was a good Um, time.
3: (laughs) So, like, and Magneto was a headmaster at that point. So, like, they could do something like that.
1: That would be fun to see. Like, Headmaster Magneto with some new mutants or something. I think that would be Mm -hmm. cool. The X Men yeah. tried to give
3: us a little bit of that too. That was so had, ahead of its time. Yeah. Show. Great show. Great show. Maybe we should rewatch that soon later. We'll add it to the list or something. Um, but yeah, I thought these episodes were pretty cool and fun. I still don't really like Rogue's design, but that is what it is. I guess it's just, <laughs> I'm going to accept that for this. Um. Let's see. I, I, Sometimes her accent would come out during this, like her little southern accent would come out, and I didn't mind it that much. Um, I don't know. It was okay. We'll
1: see how we keep going. I'm waiting for a very specific episode, personally.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) We will get to that one. I'm sure you'll have plenty to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her her accent, her outfits. I got a couple of (laughs) We'll get to that. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool. We are back. Yes. And this week, we are going to be doing uh, taking it back to a Panel, I guess you want to call it. We haven't really ever figured out a name for this, but it's a character spotlight for Namor. Um, we haven't have been doing too many like relaunches for characters in a while. We've been watching a bunch of stuff. Um, and with uh, next week we will be watching uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So we decided to kind of pull over and talk about Namor. Now, um, before we even get, before I start to like talk about his history and stuff, what are your like general thoughts on the character? Um, especially like you are big into like the water characters, Atlantis.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never honestly jived with any of the characters from that book, um, or that like corner of the Marvel universe. I don't really think I like Marvel's Atlantis very much, and I have read things with Namor in him, and the type of character he is one of those like very big larger personalities aggressive kind of like i am the best i and me characters don't really resonate with me all the time and then i don't know too much about Namora, but when i did that rereading of new warriors and i was introduced to name marita i didn't like her i so i've mm. tend to just kind of like stay away from it it's just like solo if namor shows up in something okay cool but other than that i haven't gotten too much into them
3: Okay, that's fair. I mean, you haven't really gotten too much into it because um I've learned that Atlantis like gets blown up a lot. <laughs> so it's yeah. not really like around too often. And I don't think they've ever really like given Namor his own corner of Atlantis the same way like DC does with Aquaman.
1: And that's what um, I was about to say as well. You know, you think about DC's Atlantis. Yes, it gets attacked on occasion, of course, all nations do. But there's always been a very big emphasis on Arthur and the inner politics of Atlantis and, like, the people of it and how they operate, what they do, the world of it, and, like, building that out has always been a very big thing. And I've never felt that from Marvel and Namor. I know they're blue sometimes.
3: They are, yes. I think most of them are blue, um, except some of them that mutate, I think. Um, But... Namor was created kind of by himself he was created by the writer artist Bill Everett who this was like 1939 um, when he was created and this was so prior to Marvel Comics uh, Marvel Comics was known as timely comics and uh, they put out a book called Marvel Comics number no. one and that had the first issue of I mean, the first appearance of Namor. Um, mm-hmm. And he was just, he resonated with a lot of people back then because he was the first anti-hero in, like, superhero oh. comics. Um, He was very, like, aggressive, and um, he was, like I said, he was the anti-hero there, and people, like, kind of resonated with him at the time. So he became yeah. really, really popular. Um, I guess he was also created kind of to be, like, the opposite of the original Human Torch, who was also popular at the time. And this is the um Jim Hammond, the, like, android human torch the original first human torch um, existed so uh, bill everett was like you know i should make a water one so that's where you got uh, namor from and they i know know human torch and namor have like their own big feud between each other they've been on teams together called the invaders and that was captain america and uh namor and uh human torch now after he was really popular, like in the 40s and 50s, he kind of like had his own book called *The Submariner*, which was doing really well back then. Um, and then, when superheroes weren't as popular um, and they started to click down, his his book ended up getting canceled. Although they did already introduce Namora, his cousin. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the blue one. She, his her daughter is Namorita.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I did I'm not, not know that.
1: Daughter. I all thought right. they were all. I thought they were all like cousins or something.
3: No, I, th- I think Namorita is Namora's daughter. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's her daughter. So like, oh, I don't really like her that much. <laughs> but whatever.
1: is <laughs> <Namorita laughs> a nice girl. Like in those New Warriors, yeah. she was like always very mean, always very aggressive. Always very just like like her and Nova. Oh my gosh, together in yeah, insufferable. Very
3: insufferable. Yeah, I didn't really like her at all in the New Warriors. So I thought she was very annoying. Um, <laughs> and Nova, which has been weird seeing him get this like 180 from fans, specifically X Men fans. Um, because like I don't know, Nova mm-hmm. like. He's he's not he was not very nice at all in, in the New Warriors book.
1: <laughs> I still don't think um, he's nice. Remember when he showed up on uh <laughs> at the Hellfire Gala and started fighting Magneto like he's yeah
3: try to punch him in the face him. yeah
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> very not at all. Um, but anyway, back to Namor like he uh, before his book ended up getting canceled, he did have his cousin Namora uh, debut, and I think she act herself was also really popular back then. So shout out to her for. Uh, kind of breaking out. Um, And then, yeah, he kind of was like in lulls, but here and there, there were some like legal issues where he couldn't have a book out. So they just kind of like put him in a bunch of other stuff um, until they finally could kind of break free of those. uh, And then they finally could give him his own solo book and came back with uh, Prince Namor, the Submariner. Yeah. He's got like, most of his books are called the Submariner. I think that's kind of what his nickname is um yeah he hasn't really had a whole lot of like solo solo books as much as he's just been in a lot of other things with people because again he is a king of a nation um Mm. i think my my favorite time with him was probably more recently during avengers and new avengers when hickman was using him um i really enjoyed that um so
1: are you one of the people, do you prefer Namor as an Avenger, or do you like him when he's with the X-Men?
3: Oh. Mm, you know what? That's a good question. I feel like That's a shame we always gotta pick sides. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> it is what it is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I truly think that. Um I don't know. That's a good question, because I really do like him as an Avenger, but I do like when he would pop up with the
1: X-Men. Um, it's interesting, because he, he was a nasty man, because he's always nasty, but I feel like even so, his times with the X-Men... I Obviously, the X-Men are about mutants. His time with the X-Men, he's not really necessarily there for, like, mutant preservation, mutant rights, or anything like that. It's mostly he's there for Emma. Or... giving somebody a favor. Yeah. And so... But I do appreciate the dynamic that he brings because, again, he doesn't really care. <laughs> so he's like,
3: he really does not. <laughs> like, he don't no, give no. a shit. Like everything happening on the surface world, he does not care. He cares about his people, and that's it.
1: But I don't know. He needs to get punched in the face more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Black that's Panther a, did it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the that's the history making feud right there, baby. Yeah, they, the, they did it, and I feel like obviously a lot of people are always on like Black Panther, and Wakanda side because maybe they more fans are a little bit more quiet, or maybe just because like you said, there's not too much for people to be like, oh yeah, the uh, Atlanteans got it. But shout out to the MCU because they turned the people around. Yeah, they are all ready for him to drown this place and do whatever he needs to. Do.
3: Yeah, but I, I really that. do think that they should give him the MCU synergy shot and just really flesh out Atlantis with this like Tolokan aesthetic.
1: Okay, I, I, I agree. It's hot. I appreciate it. I think, again, seeing them the designs very dope. I'm very excited to see the movie and him in the movie. I think they even make the ankle wings work. And the way that he flies they do. and it shows that he's like stepping, that's not really something that they, I've ever seen in Namor in the comics. He's just flying with his little ankle wings. <laughs> they made him work.
3: So, shout out to them for still including him. and um, really leaning into the comic book stuff of it and still just giving him a green speedo. You okay. know? Um so yeah his like comic book history and stuff he's pretty much just been the king of atlantis he was with the invaders for a bit with the x-men for a bit um everybody knows about the um tension between him and sue storm on the fantastic four as well as his relations with emma frost um i mean for me like namor has just really just been around in a badass it's just Being that the kind of original anti-hero, he hasn't really kind of... I feel like maybe those characters are hard to give solo stuff to because that gets old unless you're around other people. You know? Like, they need to be on teams
1: in order to get that
3: attitude.
1: I think if you did it with him, then you have to kind of go, like, the T'Challa route. And it has to be about him, like, leading and failing or even Arthur, you know, ruling this kingdom and what it's about and doing all that. But that would take someone who needs to put the work into... The Marvel Atlantis scope. And I just feel like that's not mm-hmm. really something people are that interested in doing, it seems like. I think it just seems he comes in, says, I'm fighting for Atlantis, and we move on.
3: Imperius Rex. Do you think that they aren't pushing it because of, you know, they don't want to compete with Aquaman?
1: I mean, he could never. But I guess maybe.
3: I mean, that would make sense. I remember for a while they weren't pushing Wonder Man because of Wonder Woman. Like, I think DC tried to sue them, and then when they came out with Power Girl. Marvel sued them, like, because they had Power Man. It's a wild.
1: Hip attack. You gotta see, that's the type of Big Two drama I love. That's what we need more. <laughs> right? uh, you like the map right now. That's what <laughs> I in my comics these days. Okay? Drama.
0: Some big drama. So,
1: but, you know, I think with Namor, so let me ask you this. If they were to give Namor a book right now that's not set in the future, what would you be yes. interested by in? Yes, by he think- does have a book out right now, y'all. If <laughs> you read it. Um, what would you be interested in seeing him doing? Like, if, like looking at you as someone who's interested in Namor. Do you want to see him more in Atlantis? Do you want to see, like, a family aspect? Do you want to see him out doing... I don't know. Does he have villains?
3: Yes, everybody. Originally, his, like... um, His companions, because of circumstance, were Magneto and Doctor Doom. Like, those were his, like, friends. But they would always end up turning on each other because of somebody, you know... That's a lot of attitude and a lot of ego, so... They'd always end up uh, arguing with each other. So, those are also kind of villains for him, um, as well as obviously Black Panther. Um, uh, oh, so he really
1: just do be fighting the heroes. <laughs> yeah,
3: you come and tussle them around. <laughs>
1: uh,
3: Atuma is another one that is a villain for him.
1: Yeah, I've seen the design for him in the movie. That looks good.
3: Tiger Shark, I think, is another one. So,
1: no idea who that is.
3: I think, honestly, I think he should get more fleshed out, I think, within, like, Atlantis. That's, I think, the biggest thing for him. If he needs an ongoing solo title that's truly just exploring him in Atlantis, to really establishing that as a corner that exists within the Marvel Universe and not just this place that, like, we know Namor is from, but, like, do I people go think... there? Do people, like, what's up with that?
1: I don't know. I just think he's a team guy. I'm not going to lie to you.
3: You don't think he's a solo character?
1: I think he is a solo character, but I don't think he has it to sustain it.
3: That's why you feel it with, you know, the other people. His his aqua girl, his dolphin, all them people.
1: I mean, I feel like they tried some of that, though. Remember when Loa was t- with him? Loa, the Ooh. new X-Man? Oh. <laughs> um,
3: yes little little shadow cat
1: she went over and she was his little sidekick appearing in his book she was living in atlanta she had a pendant she was breathing underwater
3: she had a pendant who cares about her i mean like like
1: but that's his that's his aqua girl so you gotta care about her
3: okay well then where is that why don't we have more of that where's that ongoing
1: the people said what you said
3: they said i don't care about this. <laughs> i think i think he's a solo character i think that he could get be pushed as his own thing i think now since he is since he's been around since 1939 that you do have to fill it with other characters yes you, they've already tried with the Namoras, as as the name as you mentioned with loa um but, like, I don't even know if they've even really had a lot of them all in one book together and, like, really showing, like, you know, the hierarchy of Atlantis and all that. It's it's not a lot of Atlantis there. So it is, it's hard to really see him as a solo king with no kingdom.
1: But I also guess a, part, a big part of that also for me is, like, his personality. Like you said, the Magnetos, the Dooms, the... Um, Namors, like yes they can have solo routes, but they don't last very long because that type of personality can't sustain on its own you gotta have like them being pushed back against them and that's when they go back into that like team aspect but that's just me i mean
3: i think that's why he had he had the invaders you know he's got that team with them and he's been on the avengers he's been on the x-men i think you should just also have a solo.
1: I kind of like him. I'm not going to lie. I think I prefer my name more on the X-Men. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it fits better for him. I think the dynamics of characters he interacts with are a little bit more interesting and diverse. Mm -hmm. I feel like with the Avengers, a lot of times it's a lot of virtue signaling and just kind of like, you know, we're the good guys and we got to do this and that the right way. Whereas the X-Men are willing to play a little bit more into his more morally gray aspects and personality traits. You he interact with the Xavier's and the Magnetos and the Emmons and the Cyclopses and all of that stuff like that. Whereas the Avengers, like this is the team of heroes. You have to conduct yourself a certain way.
3: That's that's true. I do I do like his stuff with the X Men. I do like him a lot with the Avengers, but the X Men stuff is hot. Um, unless you
1: kind of the Illuminati Avengers era, which oh, yeah. I, I feel like you that was what? more so I feel like that was more so only Avengers and name though. <laughs> uh just yeah. so self- how they acted that was the Illuminati
3: I think that's kind of what makes Namor great though he should probably he should be his own thing but maybe just within the X universe maybe you tie that Atlantis with the X man and stuff like that I don't know but I do think that you know he should kind of always be his own boss and his own corner but it is nice to see him with the X-Men
1: I don't think he got it on his own, but <laughs> when, he hanging, when, he, when he got a crew, yeah.
3: Mm. All right, y'all, well, I'm not going to go too deep into his, um, like, old school history. Uh, definitely check out some of his current books out now. He has Namor, Conquered Shores out. It's a uh, story about him 100 years in the future, and, like, I think most of Earth has been drowned out by water now. So check that out if you want more Namor. Um, but that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Another Relaunch. You can watch us on YouTube at Another Relaunch TV. You can find me on most social media platforms at UnkennyLZ. Keen, Ken, where can they find you?
1: You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kena Lance. There's an underscore at the end. Maybe not, because Mr. Musk seems to be trying to drive the platform into the ground. You're getting us all up out of here. So, okay. <laughs> See? That's Those. Warren. That's Warren Worthington III right there for you.
3: <laughs> exactly. Just saying. And we see how that ended. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. Bye, y'all. All alright so let Let's get up out of here. Peace. <laughs>